Welcome to the Push Performance Podcast. Do you get a sponsor now? Yeah. No, I have no sponsor. Absolutely not. But <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Push Performance Podcast sponsored by Taylor Roger today. <laughs> You're throwing a couple hundred dollars down today. Surprise, Taylor. No, it's the other way around. My workout. Oh, free I'm paying you? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm paying you to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so welcome to the podcast, brother. Appreciate you being on. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I'm I'm a little upset that Ty got to go first, but we could talk about that another time. I'm gonna tell you why he went first. It's because he responded to our group chat first. Hmm. Okay. I, you know, I thought I had some seniority around here, but I, I see do, where I you stay. do. You do. You do have seniority by a, what a month? <laughs> yeah, thirty. Yeah, thirty seconds into the world on Ty, and that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, and you and you have more tenure in the big leagues. Also true. Also true. So, I mean, you're just a click ahead of Tyler in every facet of life right now. <laughs> longest tenure at push, longest tenure in the big leagues, and you're born first. That's right. That's right. But he's <laughs> having the first kid, so we'll give him that. He is having a he is having a kid first, but yeah, he's a he's a little ahead of the relationship game than you. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And then on, on Christmas, um, we got a TV, so he helped me put up a TV here and. I told him that I said, "Hey, uh, will you help me rearrange this mantle a little bit?" I said, "We got to make some space, and you know, I, I need that for my uncle the year award here coming up. Uh, so I have some, <laughs> some free space for it." There you go. You, uh, yeah. Do uh, I guess Jen has some brothers though, right? His brother. Yeah, she does. I I uh, I probably shouldn't have said that in front of her, but uh, yeah. you know what? We create a little competition. It doesn't well, hurt yeah, anybody. That's what life's about. I mean, you, you know, you being upset that you, he was on it first and you know, that's, that's competition. That's right. That's yeah, right. That's Keeps a, everybody better. Yeah. So, uh, Taylor Rogers, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do for a living? <laughs> Man, you're really prepared. Yeah. Prepared with the hard hitting questions. Yeah. No, it's yeah. I mean, get the, the, you know, the stuff that everybody already knows about you out of the way. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Taylor Rogers from uh, Littleton, Colorado. I uh, went to went to University of Kentucky. Uh, I, was, I was drafted out of high school, but it was late and wasn't ready for that at the time. And so I went to Kentucky and then um, drafted out of there by the Twins. And I've been with them ever since. Spent uh, uh, three and a half years or so in the minors and then uh, got called up in 16 and luckily uh, been able to stay uh, ever since. Yeah, I mean, made it a lot quicker than your brother did. There's another, there's another up on him. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't hold that against him. That's, uh, no. you know, at the time, like 2016, 2017, you know, you have people always making comments and stuff, and they're like, you know, why if your brother's in the big leagues, you know, why aren't you? And it's just yeah. it, we were in different places. There wasn't anything he could have done about it. I mean, the guy. Guy was a two-time All-Star in AAA and couldn't even go to big league camp. So, like, that's not necessarily his fault. No. And then um, it was – I was lucky enough to be with the Twins. They were kind of in a rebuild mode at the time. And I was able to get up and, and get into their little core and, and stick around uh, that way. So, we just had different passers. No reason to compare us um, with that. That's why I don't ever hold that against them. No, I, no, I, was, just, I was just making a joke as you being – I know. First. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what's uh what's your off season looking like, man? So far, I know, you know you you're a you know you're part of the player 
Players Association, right? So you do a lot of the stuff with the lockout. Um, so you're busy with that. You're training. You know, you're coming off a finger injury. Um, it's a little bit different off season for you, I guess, right? Wouldn't you say so far? Yeah, a little bit. You know, there's a lot of firsts for me this off season. I kind of kind of characterize it as like I'm the busiest non busy guy ever. So like you ever think about it, it's the off season. It's time to relax, play golf if the weather allows it, and take a vacation and do all that type of stuff. But uh, no, it's first time being injured as well. Uh, I've been very fortunate to to never have been injured, and so really wasn't sure kind of what the off season would look like, uh, kind of rehabbing an injury. And you know, I, I think a lot of it, a lot of calmness I had with it is that I had you and and Nick uh, from Next Era, you know, kind of in my corner, and I I knew I could just I'm just going to trust these guys and give them feedback when I need to give feedback. But I really uh, just kind of left it up to you guys and. And everything's been good so far. So that's uh, it makes things easy. You know, it's kind of what I've learned being around you the last couple of years. I, I just trust the process. I don't really ask a whole lot of questions. Uh, you guys are easy to communicate with. And I just say, you know, give me the program and, and I'm going to run with it because I know it's going to work. Absolutely. I mean, the weird thing was, is you had a very strange injury, right? It wasn't just like, hey, we could have prevented this or, hey, you know, we could. What should we have done different kind of injury? It was. You know, explain, yeah. explain your injury a little bit. I mean, it's, it's your finger that, you know, actually Smiley had a similar mm -hmm. issue, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so. so you guys have that issue. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of rare in the baseball world. It's, it's not unseen, but it's rare. And, you know, uh, looking back on it, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but I threw a slider and I kind of mm -hmm. lost it up arm side and it hit the backstop and, I felt a little tweak in the finger there in my middle finger and uh, you know how baseball goes and you know how many times you've thrown a baseball and you felt something weird and you're like, well, let's, let's try it again and see what happens. And most of the time, nothing ever changes, but this one, uh, that second throw ended up rupturing the, the finger pulley and knew right away there was something wrong there. So yeah, that was uh, pretty much it. And the timing of it, I think, probably a weird way to put it was kind of a good thing if, if you're gonna have an injury the timing of mine was was pretty good because i was pretty much healed up by the time the season ended yeah. and uh i had that whole off season or this whole off season to kind of get it right and give it extra time to heal and have a better mental state because you know you healed it longer than you would have you didn't try to rush back so i think uh you know i don't know I think that I'm just trying to find positives out of injuries, you know? No, for sure. And I mean, I talked to you quite a few times during the year and we kind of just started planning our off season early. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so that, that was, that was good that we were on top of it right away, but like you got, what did we talk, what did we figure like an extra month and a half of your strength phase in? Yeah. You know, yeah. So that, that was, that was a positive out of it at least. It was, it was. Yeah. We, I got that eccentric phase out of there and, and did that yeah. a whole in September and then got back to Colorado and we were able to kind of just hit the ground running instead of, you know, most guys you're going to take, I think in the past I've taken that October window off yeah. and then we got back going in November, but yeah. feel a little bit ahead of the game right now. So I'm curious to see how that's going to translate going into the year. Yeah. Like, and like you just mentioned too, like we're, you, we're starting a new program this week, right. And we're moving faster. You know, we're introducing a lot more power output right now and, 
Uh, I know that's a lot of stuff that you really enjoyed last year, and we're getting to attack that a little earlier this year and spend some more time in that power output. And I think that's, you know, it, it changed it, in a way it makes it more fun too, right? Where you're not just crushing eccentrics and ISOs and destroying yourself to build that base to get to that, that power output phase, phase. Now we can spend more time in the power phase, you know, and um, with you, like we've had a pretty good trend of your fastball velocities or your sinker velocities um, go up over the last couple of years, you know, and you give, you give me shit saying that, yeah, cause we had fans in the stands this year, you know, versus 2020. I was like, well, what about the year before? You know? So it's like, um, but you know, it's like, I, like guys like you, right. Where you're a fast twitchy guy. Like we don't want to take that away from you. We want to feed that to you. You know, you, we want to get you to move fast. Like you are very, very athletic, you know, for a left-handed pitcher. Just kidding. <laughs> but, um, you know, we want to make sure that you, we don't lose that, that athleticism, right? When we teach you to move slow for a long duration, long period of time, we're going to, you know, maybe take a little, you know, fill up your cup strength, but take a little bit of power strength away, you know, so power phase away. So uh, we got to make sure we microdose that power throughout the course of the year. And I think we do a pretty good job of that you know, getting you ready to throw off the mound again and rehabbing this injury and being ready. Like it's not a foreign stepping on the mound. We're, you know, you're on the mound throwing med balls right now. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's not the, the first time you throw a baseball or a plyo off the mound won't be, you know, foreign to you. You know, just getting you ready to do that again. That's kind of our yeah. big goal. You want to speak on that at all? Or is that, did I kind of cover that? <laughs> yeah, you, you pretty much – you covered it way better than I, than I could have, <laughs> you know, using some big words and stuff, some nice work, but – it's Thanks. perfect timing. It's perfect timing. You know, as last week at the end of that set of the program, I kind of felt like I was getting a little lethargic. And then this yeah. week's program, you start to move quick. And I'm like, bang, this is perfect timing. Just as you're getting ready to ramp up the throwing, you're ramping up the, the movements, the speed of the movements. And it's just, it's perfect for me. And I'll just stay right there. And that's, it's kind of the thing, you know, I've learned about professional baseball is just, when you get in a good window, see if you if you can stay in that window for a long time. See how long you can stay in it, and uh, and we're in that window now. So the next step is just see how long we can do it. Exactly. I mean, obviously we don't know when spring training will be, right? And that's over the last couple of years together, we've had issues where it's COVID. We've had an entire real off season, and then we had mm. COVID off season, and then we had a spring training two point <laughs> Then we had now it's like a lockout. So it's like. For me personally, with you guys, like we're never gonna catch a damn break, dude. Like we can't have a normal off season, you know. Uh, I hear you. You know, and and you guys have been great, um, and Joe and and uh, Grant and everybody at, at the Colorado Push. They they've really worked with the schedule. So like this year we had, um, and even in COVID, they do the meetings at at one o'clock Eastern. Yep. Uh, the Zoom meetings at one o'clock Eastern. Well, that's eleven o'clock here in Mountain Time, and that and our workout windows ten to noon. Yeah. So we've had to readjust the scheduling and, and those guys, you know, made some efforts to, to help me out to get in there. And uh, yeah. I just really, it's been, uh, I mean, I really can't say enough about it. Good. Yeah. They're, they're doing a phenomenal job with you guys. I mean, Joe does, I, I say this every time we talk about Joe, he does a phenomenal job running the, the group out there after me leaving. Right. And, you know, he's, I trust him. I trust all of them obviously, but you know, he, he relates with you guys. He, he was a twin just like you are. You know, yep. and he was there and he knows the feel, he knows the culture. And, you know, we're very, very blessed that he can, you know, I get a FaceTime from you guys every day. And I love that. I love that. You know what I mean? 
that I wonder yeah. what this exercise is or what position you need to be in or whatever, you know, and I don't know if you noticed today, I put a bunch of notes in your, in your program. So you didn't have, didn't get upset with me. <laughs> yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. still decided to FaceTime you. No, for sure. That's what I want. But, <laughs> you know, there's, there's times too, where, uh, you know how the, you know how gym talk goes and mm-hmm. that's one of the other things i like about being a push is the environment and you can you can do the gym talk and um talk baseball with guys or just talk shit i really like to talk shit because it kind of keeps me doing what i need to do so i always try to you know talk to guys I'm like, hey did you get every rep in there i i think i only counted seven instead of eight <laughs> you know the the reason i do that is it 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 forces myself to to do every rep and to take things seriously. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes we'll just FaceTime you to, to talk shit, and it kind of keeps me in the zone of majority kind of weightlifting mode. Majority, majority of the time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's, who's the biggest shit talker this year at, in Push, Colorado? You know, Garver's warming up a little bit. He's uh, <laughs> he's a sneaky good one. Um, that's, what, that's my number one right there. I get so much shit from him. Yeah. <laughs> oh <God>. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, that's what's fun. It's it's almost like you're in the clubhouse. You can just yep. um, yeah, you can just mess with guys. You know, we you know talk about uh, talk about the football game. You know, after the weekend, and uh, it's just pretty fun. I think it keeps everybody loose, but it also kind of pushes everybody at the same time. And and that's the type of environment you want. You know, at a at a performance place. That's I mean that's that's our our thing is our culture is everything right. And obviously we do a good job on other asset other aspects, or else we wouldn't have a business either but like the, creating that culture where you're able to work out side to side with your your big catcher you know what other places can you do that really you know what i mean and you have a star on your team that can work with his big league catcher you know and, mm-hmm. and you guys talking shit and building that bond not only during the year but in the off season you know and then meeting other yep. guys from other orgs and you know just growing that you know down here there's guys i think in almost every organization right mm-hmm. so yeah. it's you know big league guys too you know so it's, it's great like, hey like they like uh who is it today um one of our hitters was like hey like i get to face him in live at bats he's in my division i get to face him in my live at bats i play him i play the nl west this year i get to face him like you know what i mean so it's like hey i'm getting a free scouting report i go bro you better pay me a couple thousand extra dollars for that <laughs> you know start another, start another business with that but you know but these guys want to face each other in gym in live at bats to talk shit. That's their main goal. They don't, you know, yep. that's, that's never there. They want to, they can't wait for that day, you know? And that that's fun for me to go to work every day and just get the shit beat out of me by you guys. But you know, it is, it is what it is. Sometimes we get worn out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Hey, if, if you got to be able to take it, if you're going to give it out, you know? Yeah. You can't be that soft guy that dishes it and can't, can't, you know, take it. That's right. I, I do. I do. Um, I'm ready for the college guys to uh, get back to school, though. They keep touching my radio. It's oh, be a problem. no. <laughs> what are they putting on? Well, I don't even know what the, what this I don't even know what they call this stuff anymore. But I feel like a transformer is going to come through the door and flip into a Corvette or something. It's like techno. It's, I don't know. And then the guy says one line the entire song. Is, I sound like an old guy, probably because I am in there. But you know, it's, this is uh, this is my radio right now. It's two thousands club bangers, and let's get on with it. Well, I got the radio. I got a compliment today by um, Dalton Jeffries. I think it was. He goes, 
the last week the radio has been elite. I go, yeah, it's my 2000s club bangers. That's what I said, word for word. There you go. <laughs> ah. Word for word. It's like I try and, you know, we have Nelly blasting. We got all, who's your favorite artist from that genre of music? Mine's got to be Nelly for sure. Nelly for you? Yeah. You know, I really like, uh, I really like during, during trap bars, trap bar deadlifts and stuff. I like a little DMX, a little barking Ooh. in there. Yeah. If you can time up your lift with a bark. You're going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that gets you going for sure. No, I, that's, I mean, we're not dating ourselves by all that all, Taylor. But, <laughs> you know, Doolittle and I have a board here. It's like the over 35 club. You'll, you'll join that here soon, shortly. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm approaching quickly. I know. Yeah. yeah. Your birthday was what, last week, right? It was, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Big, so, big 3-1 now. Yep. You're, you got a couple years. You got a couple yeah. years. But Are I you? think the A block uh, reflects the age. And, you know, we were talking about, like, you're like, man, I think your A block's a little long. So I don't care. I'm, I'm getting old now. I'll just, I got all the time in the world just to do it right. And let's, let's feel yeah. good. Let's get the body right. And I, I think that's kind of what you learn as you go along. It's, it's get your body right to, first. I try to shorten your A block and you wouldn't let me. What other, what other athlete, athlete does that? I know, and then I added more CNS prep in there too. And I said, I need we need a little one more, one more block in there to, to get the body going. You're lying. You want me to add yeah, more? Yeah, no, that's what we did at the oh, beginning oh, of the season. I was gonna say I thought you were telling me to add another one. No, no, no. On top of the one I already added. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's that's the other the other joke uh, that we talk about in there. It's you know it's uh, rig and mortars prevention time. You get, yeah stuff out of there yeah i mean that goes with kind of what we just discussed earlier is like you having communication with us throughout your program and how we're programming why we're programming it and having your input in the program hey like i just need a little extra love here yeah i mean i feel like i need to move a little quicker here i feel like i need more more Mm -hmm. cns prep here you know what i mean so it's like i try to shorten these things but like no that's what i need i need this portion i need the movement phases i need the CNS prep. And then the strength stuff is, is the strength stuff. It's, it's pretty straightforward. You know what I mean? We're not giving you, yeah. you're not standing on your head by all means. You know what I mean? Um, but like both you, your brother, um, do little, like all like guys that are more the better than us. You guys, you know, even, well, I can't say Logan Webb's veteran, but like he's, if you listen to the podcast around, he's the oldest 25 year old you've ever met, you know? Yeah. And yeah, you know, like, do you guys take your movement preps so seriously? And that's what matters most of the program. Where the the younger the younger guys, the minor leagues, or the prospects, or guys that just get into the big leagues, it's like, hey, we gotta get strong, we gotta lift heavy weight, we gotta crush it. You know, especially our high school groups. You see that now with like our how we have to have that blended in Colorado during this time, right? Mm-hmm. With the high school college guys, it's like they want to just get after it, you know. But there's a time and place for that, you know. Um, but what's What's kind of your your reasoning besides priming the body? Like, what do you, you know? Why do you like to focus on that movement prep? What is that? Just dirt, like longevity, or yeah, I think yeah. well over the course of time here, kind of realized. So in college, college the weightlifting was was that big rah rah, yeah. Put all the weight on the bar. Let's do a fifty rep max. You know that type stuff and. I think that's good in the sense of where you can 
build your mental st- stability with that, knowing that you can push your body farther than you think you can and that you can keep doing that. And I think that there's a place for that. And I learned that if I hadn't learned that, I don't think I would have made it in pro ball when you're in those dog days of August and your body doesn't feel good. You, you, I think in college you learn that you can push through that stuff. Um, but as pro ball went on, you know, um, and you and you start to get older, you're like, I need to get more specific here. And uh, you start to realize that if, if you're moving better, you feel better instead of just throwing weight around. And then well, luckily for me, when we started moving better, my velo started increasing. So I was probably like an 89, 92 type guy. I mean, I was a starter at the time, but I was 89, 92. And my best bolt was probably 93, 94. And uh, that's because it was just, it was just a heavy lift, you know, yep. do your squats, do this, do that. And I just felt like lethargic and I didn't like it. And then once um, Ian got there in Minnesota, he, um, the first day he's like, all right, we're going to do an assessment. And I'm like, well, you're a strength coach, not a doctor. <laughs> this, what the hell is an assessment? And uh, so it kind of started, that was in 2019. And um, about midway through 19, I'm starting, starting to throw harder than I ever did, feeling feeling more healthy than I ever did. And I'm like, okay, this is something uh, need to continue. And, and that's when I, I reached out to you and and uh, we were off and running. It was uh, it was great. I, I'm very, very blessed to have uh, to run into you and Appreciate it. I don't know if you know if the if your place wasn't here in Colorado, I don't know I don't know what I would be doing. So I'm just very fortunate in that regard. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. You you found out from us through Ian, right? Ian re- referred you to us. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know the relationship. How do you know him, or how did he know you? I don't really know. How I don't that started. Know I don't know either. Actually, to tell you the truth, I just just through the profession. I think you know, just knowing you know just. So over social media or bouncing ideas back and forth via emails. I mean, we, we have a good relationship with the majority of the strength coaches in the big leagues, um, mm-hmm. you know, and just, we want to make sure we do right by them too, you know, and I think just treating a res- treating him with respect over what he does and, you know, me reaching out to him and asking questions for him, just kind of built, built that relationship where he started asking questions to me. It's like, Hey, like, See these these people do know what they're talking about, you know, and um, and we built that trust where it's like, hey, I can refer one of our best arms to you guys, you know, and um, I think that's kind of how how that led truthfully, and that's kind of what we're doing with the Giants now with, with Tyler and Webby, and when Kevin was there and some other guys, you know, and um, you know, it's just building that trust and seeing just seeing the results. You know, and this guys like it's a it's a small world. Strength and conditioning is a small world, especially in the baseball realm, right? It's how many yeah. baseball only strength coaches do you know? You know, minus your org. You know, just in Colorado yeah. alone, like one or two other other places. You know what I mean? Right. So, but yeah, you know, I think just building the trust from somebody and then just building that connection that way. Yeah, it's great, man. And and you know, Ian was also the one that put me on to the. Uh, the Monday Friday lift, the pregame Monday Friday lift, and that uh, I never felt better doing that too. It was great. So, yeah. and then actually, I I got Ty on that, and yeah. uh, he he took it up, and yeah, we're we're feeling good, man. And then actually, it's been fun. Uh, yeah, so I did the did the Monday Friday, and been doing that for three years now. And a couple of the other relievers will kind of be like, "What's this? Uh, 
you know, like they'll, they'll be just getting to the ballpark and I'll be just finishing up a lift. And then they kind of start to ask questions and I tell them, you know, obviously the, the layman's terms of, of why I'm doing it. And now all of a sudden they're coming in too. And we had a lefty, uh, this Caleb Thielbar asked me what I was doing. I told him, you know, this is what I like to do. And it's like, I'm going to give it a shot. And he picked up Ian's lift and, um, all of a sudden, you know, he's hitting 95 and he's never hit 95 before. And it was like, great, man. So now we got a bunch of guys buying in, which is Good. awesome. Heck yeah. I mean, do I, do I explain why you do? I, I mean, I know why I want you to explain it, but you want to explain why yeah. you do the Monday Fridays? I'll, I'll explain the dumbed down version and then you can explain okay. the more, uh, technical version. How's that sound? Got you. All right. Um, so we actually started in spring of 19. Ian said, like, why don't you lift before? Why don't you give that a shot? And he goes, you can do it in spring training because if you don't like it, then, you know, you have some wiggle room there. So, all right. So we get to do, did a lift on uh, before the game. And in spring, you know, you kind of make your own schedule. So I was like, oh, I'll pitch these days. We'll lift here. I got done lifting, and then I went out and played catch. I'm like, man, I really don't feel that much different. Like, I don't feel fatigued. I don't feel like, you know, I should have, I can't throw the ball right now because I just lifted. I actually felt stronger. I felt looser. My body was moving better. I felt warmed up. And um, that was kind of the basis of why we did it is you just get your body moving. And that's why it's Monday, Friday. It's uh, Sunday is a travel day every time. And Monday's a night game. So I go in there early and get my body moving post airplane ride. And then um, Friday is uh, the same thing. It's just post uh, Thursday travel day. Get your body in there and part of the movement prep and the, the a block is you know getting that airplane back out of there you know what i mean you sit on an airplane for four hours your back's tight or you know whatever and you get in there and basically get the rig and mortise out and then you get the body moving and then i'm i'm ready it, you you hold that for 48 hours so i feel good for two days exactly. and i can feel it you know i can feel it on thursday you know, you're like, man, I need to get, I need to get back in there and, and get. It's like a WD forty for me almost is what it seems like. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, I mean, so for us, for explain the technical time. Technical I mean, because I can. pretty much that's pretty much it though. Is you know building a base to the point where you can lift on game game day is the most important thing, right? So it mm-hmm. wasn't just like, hey, we're gonna lift Monday Friday. It's like, hey, we built this base to be able to do that once spring training comes around, right? Knowing that we need to do that. If you didn't do if you lifted Monday, Friday throughout the whole year, yeah, you'd probably just break down just a little bit, just on your workload aspect, right? With you throwing on the, a high day, lifting the high day, and then probably having another high day or two in the middle of the week. I mean, how many days on average do you throw a week? You'd say three, four? Yeah, three, four. Yeah. So, I mean, that's – you have your lift, which is a high stress. You got your, your pitching, which is a high stress. Another pitching day, which is a high stress. And then if you don't throw, you might get hot one day, which is a, a – pretty high stress and then you lift again another high stress there's a lot of high stressor days right so mm-hmm. if you don't manage that workload going into that position that you're going to decrease your performance and decrease or increase fatigue you know so um what you wanted what Ian and i want to do with you is build that foundational strength in the off season to be able to just be able to lift those mondays fridays right and right. You knowing that you're going to have a night game every single monday every single friday the fact that you can lift on game day, right? Because a lot of the stuff is corrective stuff is on top of your strength stuff. So you're still hitting that corrective pattern throughout the course of the year, you know, and mm-hmm. you're not letting yourself to fall into bad trends and fall into bad positions and, and all that kind of stuff. So that, that's what keeps you healthy, you know? And, and, it, 
And a lot of my arm care is built into those workouts too. Exactly. Majority yeah. of your arm care is. You know what I mean? We do Majority. We do one extra set literally of prone end range, end range ISOs. Literally. That's yeah. like it's all, all, it's all the extra shit I do with you, truthfully. Mm-hmm. With, like, I wouldn't say we do anything else, right? I haven't I haven't touched the band in three years and yeah. don't uh, I don't do the plow balls either. Just no. all that stuff's worked in and stability and yep. yeah, it's it's right there. Yeah, I put you in different positions where you're you know, I wanna have you have stability overhead. I want you to create elbow stability. You're hypermobile. So we're gonna get you to like maybe I don't know, do an overhead tricep extension. But you know what I mean? Create some mm-hmm. overhead stability. Um, you know, just knowing who you are and how you move plays a role into that off-season, in-season lifts, you know, it's like if we gave you a bunch of stretching, you're just going to get hurt because you're so hypermobile. You know what I mean? Right. You're not going to have any stability. So with you, it's like you got to stop rotating. You don't need to increase rotation. You know, you get a little tight per se, but that's just because of overuse, you know, but if you stay on top of your stuff, you're, you're going to be fine, you know, and um, managing. That's why I like that, uh, that the VBT. Yeah. What's the term? What's, is that velocity the name base, for that? Velocity base. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like I like to have that through the workouts too because it helps yep. you gauge kind of where you are during the season. Like, do I gotta, you know, step back a little bit, or or if I or if I feel good, you know, you just you have a good range of where you're at, uh, strength wise throughout the season, which is nice to have that. I have a question on that though. Do you think like you have you you roll in you you're doing let's say a trap bar deadlift for velocity base, right? And you're going you have three fifteen on the bar last week. You had that. In your in your profile on the on say we're using gym wear, um, mm-hmm. your gym wear profile you had three fifteen at you know 0.75 or 0.8 or whatever it is we're, we're hitting, and you roll in the next week it's like all right the Monday I have VBT I feel pretty good then all of a sudden you're hitting 0.65 is that kind of mind fuck you for the day the going into like the night or are you just like all right just you know I'm good just you know you know what I'm saying because yeah. like, people use that as readiness scores too right so it's like you have a, a readiness, like hey, like my 0.75 today was actually a 0.65 because with the same weight I was at 0.75 last week. Am I gonna throw like shit tonight? You know, I see guys do that too. You know, I think that's uh, I think that's uh, pretty easy for me to to differentiate. I, I I don't feel as if I'm not gonna do well if I don't see that there. I just know I need to to tone it down a bit. So then I'll, I'll just go weight down, but I want to keep the speed the same. Yeah. Um, just like we talked about, I, I need speed in, instead of weight. And, yeah. uh, and it, it doesn't mess with me, mess with me. I just know that these are natural progressions throughout a season or even through an off season, you're going to go through the lulls and the ups and downs and you just know, all right, I'm in the down, the up will come. And I don't, I don't ever put a whole lot of thought into it. It's, it's pretty simple. And I think since I've been through it now and had success through it now, it's, it's not even a thought. I just kind of use it as like a, a check engine light or, um, yeah, more like that. Yeah. I mean, you see like those guys wearing the whoop, whoop bands or the aura rings, right? And they, mm-hmm. oh, my recovery score is shit today. I'm, you know, like Dylan, big Dylan, remember Dylan Rowe? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 my, my recovery score sucks. I, I'm going to throw like shit today. I'm like, dude, stop, you know, stop that. Like, kind of mind fucking yourself, you know? And, um, that's the that's the one thing that like in season I'm worried about VBT stuff. Like with somebody like you, we can get away with it, right? Where other guys like Dylan, I probably hey, like you only have 275 moves as fast as you can today. I'm not gonna put you on VBT because if, if it shows a bad number, you're gonna you're gonna be worried tonight. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I think of it more of as a long-term game. You know, you're like, okay, today I, I need to to go down and wait a little bit so that I'm still available. Yes. Two months from now, this yeah. is a this is a long-term deal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, too, like you're an established guy, right? You're an established big leaguer where other guys trying to stay there might push a little extra, too. You know, so it's, mm-hmm. you have your locker room is just a different, different, you know, melting pot of different guys from different countries, mm-hmm. different tenures. You know, guys trying to stay on the rosters, mm-hmm. guys just trying to get to their tenure, you know. Um, so it's just kind of like you can't lump things under the same program everything's got to be customized in my opinion i think ian does a phenomenal job with the with the twins doing that obviously you guys allow us to help you throughout the year too but you know it's how many times have you seen seen people doing the same stuff and it's like why you know and mm-hmm. just learning how to control control what you can control as the athlete you know like i heard something the other day it's like hey you know our hitting guy is is the best at his job our throwing guys are the best at their job right our manager is the best at his job but once you're in the weight room i'm the best at my job and let me let me do me you know what i mean yep. and that's that's the biggest thing like we want whatever we do in the weight room needs to transfer you know and it's so many times like even at like the college football level you see the foot the head football coach trying to run the strength program even at big d1s right they tell them the strength mm-hmm. coach what to do like these guys need to run they need to squat heavy they need to power clean heavy blah 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 that we need to control the weight room to the way I feel. I'm the strength coach. I'm the coach of the strength program. Let me do me, you know, and that's, I have the best, I have the best with interest in mind for you. Right. And knowing who you are as trying to get to where you want to be and have another year like you did last year. And, you know, that, that's how we're going to do that. You know, it's not, you know, I'm not talking to your pitching coach saying, Hey, like, Taylor Taylor's VBT numbers were, tra- were trash today. You know what I mean? Like he can't he can't throw. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So that's long winded story there. Sorry. No, I, you know I think a lot of that is is having an open mind, and yeah. you do see that a lot where uh, everybody either thinks they know everything or they want to yes. show you they know everything. Yeah. And um, I think I was fortunate earlier in my career to I, I was kind of kind of the you know, as a rookie, they just tell you to shut up anyway. But I was just a quiet <laughs> guy, and I just watched. And I, I, I learned a whole lot by just watching. Yep. And you can kind of – when you don't speak, you can kind of take things and apply it to yourself uh, mm-hmm. without anybody kind of knowing. You don't have to announce that you're doing it. Yes. And uh, I think having an open mind is good. Um, you know, I, 2018 up to that point, that was that was the best season I had had. And then I'm going into arbitration at that time. And it was it was a little bit scary for me because coming into your gym at that time, I'm like, I'm going to change my entire approach in the offseason, coming off my best year, going into arbitration. It seems kind of stupid, but I, I had an open mind and, and knew that I wasn't actually, you know, getting the full potential out of myself. And uh, I think that's the open mind uh, will allow you to do that. Absolutely. And then this year we haven't talked about it yet. Congrats on being an all-star. Oh, thank you, know? you. Yeah. I mean, you're an all-star this year and you know, that obviously this was the best year, one of the best years you've had minus a finger issue, but um, you know, like you're just only getting better. Is it just because you, you're learning how to control the controllables or is it because you kind of finally have your routine? You finally know what you, what to expect, you know, how to pitch again, you know, you know what I mean? 
Like, what is it? What is it? What's clicking? I think um, a, a multitude of things. I, I, I think, um, you know, I hear a lot of guys talk about routine and even, even my brother talks about his routine. And I think mine even evolves quicker than his does. Um, mine's kind of week to week. Um, you know, I have a few things that are cemented in there as, as a type of routine, but I'm always changing it. Um, just cause I feel like, um, I think that over the course of the season, I like to keep up with things and I don't want things to fall behind or if I miss something. Yeah. Um, and I was just trying to see what's going to work. Uh, sometimes things don't work. Sometimes things do. And I think, uh, that's why it allows me to not get too far off kilter. If something doesn't work I'm my, my mental state's not going to go in the shitter because I've been through the process you know, constantly. And I always know you're going to have yeses and nos uh, to what works. And yeah, uh, yeah I, go ahead. I, I, I agree with that. Like so many times people live by the routine. If their routine is altered at all, they're, they're off course. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Just knowing. What I still think, um, I think having a routine needs to be cemented in, yeah. but the type of routine and how you go through your routine I think you can always evolve that and, and change that. And, you know, sometimes you're, you're going to have some stuff. You say you're, uh, maybe your forearms tight throughout the year. Well, you're going to have to tweak your routine a little bit. You know, yeah. are you going to, is your mental state going to go in the shitter if you tweak your routine? You know, we, we can't have that. So I think um, it's nice to just know that it's okay and natural for things to always be progressing or even regressing. It's okay. Um, just know that you're doing your thing. And I think, the main piece of my routine is is basically I want to check off the, the things that need to be checked off. And that's how I can go out there in the game and, and trust what I'm going to do and not not try to get uh, you know too hyped up or, or anything during those big situations. Uh, it's because I've checked everything I need to check off. Not just that day. Yes, I check off everything that day, but I've checked off everything in the off season. I checked off everything in spring. And I've checked off everything up until this point. So when I go out there on the mound, I'm more prepared. I've done more work than the guy in the box. And that's why I'm going to come out victorious there. That's my mindset when I'm out there. I've checked off every box. There's nothing else left to do. I don't have a worry anymore. I'm not, I'm not nervous because I've checked off everything. And if it doesn't go right, so be it. I did everything I needed to do to, to be successful. I'll be able to sleep at night. That's, I mean, that's why you're successful. I mean, you don't, you don't put the extra stressors on you, you know, and that's the stress reliever is you, yeah. you did everything that you should have done up the front. I, the people that I see that are nervous as hell on the mound, I watched them in the clubhouse and they didn't prepare for the game correctly. That's why they're nervous on the mound because they didn't prepare correctly. You didn't study for your test. That's yeah. why you're nervous for the test. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it takes people like you just said though it takes it took you till 2019 to do that right but mm -hmm. you know like the rookies like that's where you you watched as a as a rookie you saw these older guys you know doing this thing or you know something finally caught on like hey like he's really good all the time you know like he does this all the time you know he never skips his heartbeat never raises right doesn't matter the situation he's really good in that situation it's just like he did everything. You 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 notice that, you know, and you talk to the the veteran guys. Now you're a veteran and you're able to help a, a Bailey Ober or a Griffin Jacks, right? And um, you know, controlling their heart rates. And you know, that's 
being able to to figure out the whys and the what's of that is the most important most important thing right and and then you going home you know once you're at home you're not probably thinking about baseball too much right unless you just you know yeah absolutely phenomenal or absolutely terrible but well, yeah. my brother and i'll have you know a, a 1 a.m discussion over a, a couple <laughs> sodas but yeah other than that we don't we don't talk baseball or but or but or bud lights but it's okay Oh yeah, I forgot we can cuss on it. Yeah, it's Bud Lights. Yeah, yeah. Um, what Webby? Did you do Webby's podcast? I did. Yeah, he was he was drinking Bud Light yeah. during that, wasn't he? The Coors Light. And he goes, "Sorry, sorry, Tyler." As <laughs> <So> he said, <laughs> "I'm drinking Coors Light." <laughs> I forgot he was a Coors guy. I tried to give him a Bud Light after the uh, playoff game in San Francisco, and uh, I, I think you know he's coming off. He's coming off pitching great, right? He's he's on top of the world. ESPN's loving him, and so I I ran into him in the lobby of the hotel and handed him a Bud Light. And I think he he wasn't ready for that. He's coming off the best day of his life. I'm like, here's Bud Light. Screw that Coors Light stuff. You drink it. <laughs> we had uh, we were at his wedding. I was with your brother, and <laughs> he. You, they ran out of Modelo's, right? Tyler was drinking Modelo's. Okay, the other option was Coors Light. Okay. Kevin goes and goes, hey, Tyler, you want a, you want a Modelo? And he goes, yeah, I'd love one. Thank you. So Kevin comes back with, with no beer. He goes, Kevin, where's my beer? And he goes, they only had Coors Light. I know you won't drink that shit. Nice. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys, you guys stick strong to your Bud Light for sure. We do. We do. We are. We're, we're loyal people. Did your dad drink Bud Light? Where did that come from? Yeah, so there's always a running joke. Uh, there are kind of two jokes, I guess, with the Coors Light thing. Uh, Bud Light is a union beer, so that was kind of our thing. You know, we always drink the union beer. And then uh, with Coors Light, you know, we're like, well, we always piss in that river. And, you know, I don't, don't want to drink that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, right so, up the road for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you don't want to drink your urine water, and then uh, you want to you want to drink a union beer. That's kind of why we go there. <laughs> But it just lo and behold so happens we don't we don't like the taste of Coors Light we like the taste of Bud Light so even I, if it was reversed we'd still be on that. <laughs> I, I I truthfully never known the reason why you drink Bud Light but it totally makes sense now. <laughs> 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 That's yeah. so funny. Um, so I want to talk about your All Star experience this year. Yeah, I mean, you were at home right in Colorado. Yeah, I'm not gonna Colorado. lie. Uh, I was a little irritated. I, I thought I should have made it. Um, and then uh, you know, a couple of years there, I kind of thought I should have made it. I actually had better numbers at the break in, in 19 and uh, didn't make it. And then I thought I had good numbers this year. And I, I was pissed because I, I ended up giving up a grand slam on the, the day before the all-star break. And uh, I remember that. that was not good. Um, that was not good. <laughs> so I was like, damn, that really, I really just, you know, screwed myself. I'm really not going to all-star game now. And, so I come home and uh, I'm sitting. I'm sitting in a, a folding chair, one of those metal folding chairs, and I got the hose. I got it on the on the, the driveway, and I got the hose out, and I have a Bud Light in one hand and the hose in the other, and I'm just I'm touching up some spots on the lawn. You know, I'm not here to to take care of the lawn. The lawn's a statement piece, right? Yep. This guy has a this guy has a shit lawn. You know, I don't. Who is this guy that lives here? Nobody wants to talk to you. But if you have a hell of a lawn. Be like, this guy's got his shit together. 
Yep. So I'm touching up some spots and, and I get a phone call from, from Rocco, the manager. And he says, Hey, uh, any way you can get to Denver in, in 24 hours. And I said, well, I'm about 45 minutes away from Denver right now. He says, that's great. He goes, they, they selected you for the all-star game. They, uh, Chapman's not going to throw. So they need another pitcher and, and you're in. And I said, that's great. And, and, uh, Kevin Cash called me. He was the manager of the, the all-star game there for the AL and, he he said uh, something that that really uh, I really enjoyed. He goes, "This isn't uh, this isn't based on necessarily on this year." He goes, "You've you've been uh, performing the last few years, and, and this is a reward for what you've done the last few years." And he goes, "I know it's hard for uh, non-save guys to to get an all-star award, and this is this is a uh, a bulk of what you've done." And I was like, "That's really cool coming from a opposing manager," and I was yeah. just glad that that somebody noticed and. Um, really hell of an experience that so that was before and then all of a sudden then I'm, I'm frantically trying to get things together and I didn't bring any of my baseball stuff home um, I just had that shipped up to Detroit which is where we were starting at post all-star break and the clubbies came through large they ran over and, and overnighted my stuff and um, I was trying to get tickets figured out and they're like how many tickets do you want I'm like well my entire friggin family lives here like how many you got and they're like, well, you know, the All-Star Game's tomorrow. We can get you 12. I'm like, okay, that, that'll work. And um, trying to get everybody. So it was just a whirlwind. And um, they had the red carpet deal, yeah. which was pretty cool. And uh, so the other – actually, so Ty and Ty and his wife Jen were out in uh, Napa uh, doing their wine tasting stuff. And I guess that's what you do with the Giants. You got to go to Napa for the All-Star break. But uh, so obviously Ty's my first call. And uh, he's like, screw it, man. He's like, I'll see you there. I'm getting on a plane. Yeah. So that was that was cool. And um, so he did that. I said, all right, man, well, let's go. You're you're on the red carpet with me. Let's do it. And he's like, well, I don't have a suit there. So I'm like scrounging for his suit. And that's great. And I'm like, dude, I don't – he has a black suit. And I'm like, dude, I don't have shoes for you. I don't have uh, nice shoes for you. And he's like, hmm. I said, well, I got brown ones. And. Jen goes, no, no, you you cannot wear brown shoes and a black suit. That's that's <laughs> no. So we got him a pair of a black Nike Air Maxes tennis shoes, and he wore those with the suit on the red carpet. It was pretty fun. <laughs> that's awesome. How cool to walk in on the red carpet with your brother, who, in my opinion, I'm biased, right? He should have been an all star. Right? Well, yeah, you know that's what's really cool about Ty is um, he put that aside even. You know, we were both sitting there going, man, this, I, I, there was a part of me that was like, this should have been him and not me. Yeah. You know, if I was on the National League team, I would have thought they mixed us up. But uh, <laughs> since it was ALNL, I knew it wasn't a mix up. But, yeah, there was yeah. a part of me that was like, this guy needed to be here more than, than I did. But uh, he put that aside and just enjoyed, was happy for me and enjoyed uh, doing that. And then <laughs> he's funny. uh he probably had a couple Bud Lights in him, but I, I warmed up in like the eighth or the ninth. And uh, yeah, somewhere in there. Anyway, he's waiting. He's waiting for me to come in. You know, he's sitting in the stands. And, um, anyway, Liam Hendricks comes in to, to close it out for the ninth. And Ty is standing up yelling at the AL bench. What the heck? Dude, where's Rogers? <laughs> and, uh, so that was that was pretty fun. And. The game gets over. I'm the last guy in the pen, and I'm walking, walking from the outfield towards the third base dugout of Coors Field. And, you know, we I hadn't, for whatever reason, 
I've been with a, I've been in the show for six years and we've never played at Coors Field. And uh, for whatever reason, I don't understand why. We've been on the schedule. And uh, so I was like, this is my first time playing at Coors Field. And so I'm just taking it in, doing the whole, looking up in the fourth deck, trying to remember the experience. And I look over above the first base dugout and Ty's five rows up. And he's standing up in front of the whole crowd with his arms up in the air, kind of giving it the, what the, where did, um, so it just proved that, that he put aside his own emotions and his own thoughts for, uh, for me. And that was pretty cool. And you returned the favor in the postseason, right? And mm-hmm. we were trying to plan like the day you truly started the off season. Right. And yeah, you know, like, Hey, it depends on the giants, depends on Ty, you know, and you go in and, you know, go into the dugout or at the bullpen and talking shit to Ty during the during the game was awesome, you know, and you being a big supporter of him. I mean, that how cool an experience was that? Really cool. Really cool. And actually it was it was even way more cooler for me because I hadn't ever seen Ty pitch live submarine style. Yeah. We have just we just never crossed paths. We went to separate colleges. In Pro Ball, we there he's always on the West Coast. I was on the East and so I'd never seen him live. Obviously, we play catch in the off season every every year, but I'd never seen him in a game live. So I was pumped to get out there. And he comes in there in game one, and uh, yeah, they call his name. He's got his goofy jog coming in from the bullpen, and <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to sift through all the family. Like, yeah, my wife trying to get out, and I start going down the aisle while he's warming up. Um, the family section was in that. It was in the the lower bowl. But it was up underneath the overhang. We were like probably five rows from the concourse. So I'm working my way down, and it's in between innings. So people are working their way up. I'm the salmon. I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> and like the ushers are like trying to stop me. And this one usher kind of thought he was a badass. He's like, hey, you keep going down there. We're going to have to get you out of here. I said, you can do what you got to do. I'll be down here when Ty's pitching. So finally, I worked my way down to the net. Just telling the the ushers, don't worry about it. Arrest me. Do what you got to do. Um, he ended up only throwing two pitches, and I, I seen them both from the net. And uh, yeah, didn't, really get, cool didn't get ejected. Didn't get arrested. So that's good. No, the lower bowl usher recognized me, and and told the other ones basically stand down. It's all good. 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 So that good. was that was pretty cool. And then uh, so he the inning gets over. <laughs> I'm I'm hooping and hollering. I'm pumped. And uh, anyway, I knew he was done. So I'm walking back up the stairs, back to the seats. And I told every usher, I said, I'll, I'll be back tomorrow. So I comes in, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> Why don't you stop at me, all right? Um, and then the rest of the time, it was just cool. We were, we were friends with the ushers. They were, they were cheering us on. Every time Ty came in, they were looking up in our direction, screaming. So it was, it was a nice little deal. Everybody, uh, just good people there. That's awesome. That's awesome. I uh, one thing I was disappointed with the All Star Game is Kevin tried to take a picture with you. We we're in a group chat, me, you, and Kevin, and you, you big leagued him. And I didn't get a picture of the two Colorado guys at Coors Field in the All Star Game during the home run derby. Yeah, you know what? I didn't. I didn't big league. Yeah, I just I was a little overloaded with everything at the time. No, you didn't so big league. Me. You, big league uh, you big league Kevin. Kevin texted you in the text thread. I know I, I would never big league him. I was, I was overloaded. I was in a whirlwind trying to figure things out. <laughs> I had 120 text messages and yeah, it was a, it was a mess. So I, I did feel bad for that, but it wasn't, a, I didn't 
intentionally not reply. No, I know. I just I had to give you. A but that would have been a cool picture because if I did get it, I we would have totally done it because that would have been a badass picture. I know. Would have been sick. Yeah. yeah I had. I, I looked at two jerseys at my home office. Yours and Kevin's. I could have put that picture right there. Oh you, man, that would have been so. Cool. You have that out, so appreciate that. <laughs> I'll take your jersey down and replace it with your brother's or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. I'm old news these days, so yeah. it's all good. Funny story at the the Bronco game. You know, uh, by the way, I appreciate you tweaking the Mondays for me on the home absolutely. Bronco games. Absolutely. But um, you know, so I'm at uh, I'm at this this uh, this bar before the game and. Uh, all of a sudden, the, the bartender is me and two other people, and the bartender sends over these these three shots, and he's like, "Here's," he's like, "I got you some shots." Uh, I'm a San Francisco fan. Shots for the Submariner from the Giants. I'm like, "Oh, that's cool, man." I said, "But I'm, I'm his brother." I said, "I'm his twin brother." I get that a lot, and he goes, "Oh, damn." He goes, "We'll take these anyway." And it was, so we had the shots, and then a little while later, he brings three more over, and he goes, "These are apology shots. I am so sorry." <laughs> I didn't mean, didn't mean to be that way, and I'm like, no problem, no problem. So we took those, and then I'm getting ready to close out, and he brings three more over. I'm like, dude, I, I'm trying to watch a, a ball game here. I'm trying to get drunk <laughs> before the game, and he goes, these, he goes, these shots are because I didn't know who you were. He's like, I just figured out who you were. He's like, so these are three shots for you. I'm like, damn, this is it's going to be a pretty lucrative deal for me here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. He uh he he just felt real bad and where where was your brother that day? He wasn't he wasn't there? Uh you know what? He was in Hawaii at Crawford's rough deal. Life. Um yeah. Not rough life, yeah. Yeah, rough rough, rough. times. Real rough. Yeah. You got somebody at your door, huh? Uh yeah, I think it's a package. Oh, okay, cool. Um you got any dad jokes before we sign off, Tay? Um you know what? You're the, king. Let me pull up, You're the king. Let me pull up my list here. It's it's real accessible. I have a note. Um. Okay. So um, uh, there's two muffins in an oven, and uh, the one muffin looks over at the other. He goes, "Man, it's freaking hot in here, isn't it?" And the muffin looks at the other one. And he goes, "Holy shit, a talking muffin." <laughs> <laughs> um, you'll like this. You'll like this in, in your profession. Uh, what do you call a nervous javelin thrower? What? Shakespeare. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got any uh, more? You got if, one more. Um, one more. It, you can uh, you can tell the gender of an ant by putting it in water. If it sinks, it's a girl. If it doesn't, it's boy ant. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah I, they, uh, I got to tell some on uh intentional talk this spring i know was pretty fun i i that was probably one of my all-time favorite moments of any of our guys being on intentional talk that was great <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they haven't asked me back can you believe it i mean it's crazy sad <laughs> sad you know, uh, DJ, uh, thanks for having me, man. I, I, uh, like I said, man, I, I appreciate the program. I, I just, uh, at this point now, I just trust it and uh, just do what you put in there and then we go. Absolutely, man. I just love that. Love that for sure. But I also love the friendship we have, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's fun to sit, sit down and bullshit with you, you know, and this is yeah. like we're on the golf course. 
you know, and I mean, this, this is a normal conversation we would have every single day, you know? That's right. That's right. It, it, <laughs> my workouts are a lot shorter since you moved to Arizona because we're not, we're not talking the whole time. Yeah, nice. I'm sad, but I'll be back <laughs> next week or the week after is my goal. You so. know, yeah, you know what else is, is pretty cool about you is that, that you do that day trip, you know, when it's mm-hmm. time to do a new assessment, you do, you do the day trip and that's, yep. that's not easy to do. Jump on an early bird, come down, you do an assessment and then you're out on the three thirty bird. Like that, that's pretty cool, man. And I really appreciate that. I mean, I wish, I mean, if I didn't have two kids, I'd spend a whole week there with you, you know, I got to help the wifey and right. That. No, I understand that. That's, that's why it's pretty cool that you do that. I appreciate it. Uh, it's not, it's not for Garber. Don't tell him, but it's for it's for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, that's that's the other thing uh, we should probably get out on this podcast. I got one more story. All right. Um, so I sit next to Garver on the plane. Uh, we've been sit. We have our own seats there. Uh, we've been doing that for a few years now. It's pretty cool. And as you know, Garv now, he's kind of slow to warm to you, you know. Yeah. And um, anyway, he tells me that he's he's thinking about moving to Colorado. And he goes, what's the where do you work out at? What work can I hit? What's the deal there? And, I said, do we're here? Like, you come to my gym, and this is it. Over is here. Jax is here. It's a no brainer. He's like, what's the program like? So I start telling him about the program. And I said, I, I, I only ask one thing of you. I said, give it a month. I said, buy in fully for a month. Do every rep, do every exercise for a month. Tell me how you feel. And uh, he's never told me how he's felt, but he comes in more jolly now. So that's good news. Oh, he texted me the other day, like, He's actually nice to me sometimes, believe it or not. He goes, this, I, this is the best I felt. He goes, this, I feel phenomenal. I feel great. You know, and seems like he's having fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he said he's happy. So, he, I, does he get along with the guys pretty well, too? He does. He does. Yeah. Um, uh, Maverick, is it Maverick Hunley? Hanley, yeah. Hanley. He he was yeah. in uh, for Christmas break, and uh, he comes over. He's like, is that Mitch Garver over there? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you want to go talk to him? He's like, oh, my God, I want to go talk to Mitch Garver. He's my favorite. So, <laughs> you know, Garv talked to him for a while. It was it was good. Uh, I just – I it was, it was kind of cool to see uh, somebody pumped to talk to Mitch. That was cool. Yeah, Maverick's stud catcher for the Orioles. Stud. Yeah. Yeah, he he's, is. And, and he was he's telling me, he's good. like, yeah, I, I, I try to model myself after Mitch. And, like, he's the guy I look to. And I can't believe he's at this gym. He's like, I need to move back home so I can work with him. So it was, it was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate you. If you need anything, let me know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Verse Visa. Yeah. <laughs> Verse Visa. Dad jokes. Number four, I love you. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> <laughs>